You're listening to the Quince podcast. आज मैं आपको पूरे देश को ये बताने आया हूं कि हमने तीन कृषि कानूनों को वापस लेने का रिपील करने का निर्णय लिया है प्राइम मिनिस्टर नरेंद्र मोदी ऑन 19 नवंबर अनाउंस दैट हिज गवर्नमेंट विल रिपील द थ्री कंट्रोवर्शियल फार्म लॉज अगेंस्ट व्हिच लाख्स ऑफ फार्मर्स फॉर द पास्ट ईयर हैव बीन प्रोटेस्टिंग The announcement made on Guru Nanak Jayanti came as a surprise to many since there was no indication from the Safran party or from the center on any climb down on the farm laws. At first glance, the rollback of the laws is a major victory for the farmers movement and signals that the old-fashioned non-violent protest do have their way to find chinks in the BJP-led center's strongman image armor. However, it would be naive to not see the political equations running behind this decision. with two crucial states Punjab and Uttar Pradesh heading to assembly polls earlier next year and with the most recent sea voter opinion poll predicting a 100 seat fall for the BJP in Uttar Pradesh one would say it was imperative for the BJP to make good with the farmers if it wanted to stay in power but what political impact will this move have for the BJP in the upcoming elections will it change the scenario in Uttar Pradesh or give it relevance again in Punjab to discuss this for today's episode we spoke with Aditya Menon the Queen's political editor Get tuned in to the big story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Emmat. What is interesting to note about PM Modi's announcement of repealing the three farm laws was its strategic timing. The center was already enjoying a wave of appreciation from the reopening of the Kartarpur corridor just two days before Guru Nanak Jayanti on 17 November. And right after the announcement, the PM was also scheduled for a three-day visit of the pole-bound state Uttar Pradesh for inauguration and launch of some infrastructure projects. The BJP is, of course, eyeing another term in the state with Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath at the helm. But the latest surveys by ABP News and Sea Voter indicate that the BJP's seat share will reduce to 217, a fall of 100 seats from 2017. Over the past year, the farmers' protest has become a major pain point for the BJP. especially in western up here the protests have seemingly united the jhart community which have turned anti bjp since the farmers movement began in 2019 with the community being at the forefront of the protest and west up carrying about 11% of the state's assembly seats the opinion poll predicts that the bjp's major losses will be from this region the party has also been facing a fundamental perception problem in the state which rose from the deaths in the lakhimpur kheri incident of 3 october where eight people were allegedly run over by a vehicle belonging to Ashish Mishra son of union minister Ajay Mishra and now with the union minister's son behind bars there wasn't much the party could do to restore faith with the farmers but with the announcement of the laws being repealed would it have the short term electoral impact that the bjp desires in uttar pradesh aditya menon the queen's political editor says that since the polls predicted a loss for the party not just in western up but in other strongholds as well The decision to repeal the farm laws does signal that the party is in damage control mode. Yes, it does seem that uh, the decision to repeal the farm laws uh, was an attempt at damage control uh, by the BJP, and obviously, uh, with UP being the most important uh, state that is going to go to elections in the next few months, 
uh, it will be seen in light of the UP elections. Uh, so, I mean, UP is a big state. Uh, West UP accounts for about 10 to 12 percent of the total number of seats in UP. And the surveys had predicted that the BJP is going to incur significant losses in West UP. I think what became worrying for the BJP is that uh, the losses were no longer restricted to West UP. Uh, because the Lakhimpur uh, Khiri incident uh, happened in Tarai and uh, Tarai also has a certain proportion of Sikh farmers. Uh, so it probably meant that there might be some losses in, in uh, that part of UP as well. I think what the BJP was afraid of was also the fact that if the farmers movement continues uh, uh, till during elections, uh, you know, their... I mean, the narrative would entirely be around uh, economic issues and the uh, farmers and livelihood and inflation. Uh, these are counts in which uh, the BJP is uh, slightly weak. And uh, it is, uh, I mean, it, it is likely to, uh, if elections are fought on the base of these issues, then the BJP may uh, you know, incur some more losses than what it would otherwise uh, expect. Uh, I think it's much more comfortable if the elections take place on issues of nationalism and, uh, and, and, and you know, Hindutva and Ram Mandir, even some of its own caste uh, arithmetic that the BJP has done. Uh, so, I think that's a, a very key reason why I think this was done just uh, a couple of months before, uh, before the elections in the, uh, UP, uh, Punjab and Uttarakhand. The farm laws and the subsequent protests took a heavy toll on the BGP-led centre's image over the past year, with the visuals of the movement being shared globally. And the party has faced the brunt of the political damage by the protest in Punjab, where its stock fell considerably after the Shiromani Akali Dal SAD, snapped ties with the BGP over the controversial laws. But with the farm laws issue now out of the way, the BGP hopes to rekindle its fortunes in the state. However, it does not seem like it has a lot of options with it at the moment. The party has been facing a lot of trouble for just campaigning in the state, with farmers not allowing BJP workers to interact or hold meetings with their workers in the state. In one instance in July this year, protesting farmers did not allow a district-level BJP meeting in Rajpura to go forward. The viable option with the party right now is aligning with former Punjab Chief Minister Captain Amarinder Singh, who announced when he exited the Congress party earlier this year that he would be open to ally with the BJP. But according to Aditya, the party's image in the state is beyond repair. And in the immediate short term, it is not going to gain anything. He adds that an alliance between the BJP and the SAD is unlikely. So in Punjab, I don't feel that in the immediate short term, the BJP is going to gain anything much. Because uh, it, I think the party's image in Punjab, at least for the upcoming election, is beyond repair. Uh, it cannot... Uh, really win back the support of of uh, the rural Sikh voters at least. I mean, there's those were voters who were not fond of the BJP in the first place. Uh, but now that, uh, you know, the BJP is not even an ally of the Akali Dal, there was no reason for that section to vote for the BJP. It is unlikely to help the BJP's cause because all said and done, 700 plus farmers have died. Uh, during the course of, of the protests. And a majority of these farmers are Sikh farmers. A majority of them are from Punjab. Uh, so, I mean, it, this is not going to be forgotten very easily uh, by by the farmers of Punjab. Uh, so, I mean, at most what would have happened is uh, the, the kind of uh, ostracization that the BJP was facing in Punjab, maybe that would have reduced. 
the way the BJP was unable to campaign in areas or hold meetings in areas, its leaders were being ghrowed uh, uh, by, uh, uh, by farmer activists, uh, that would probably have uh, reduced. Uh, the second thing that would have happened is that the BJP, uh, the, the, the BJP now it would have been possible for them to ally with uh, the uh, new party that Captain Amrinder Singh has formed, uh, and uh, and build on that alliance because unless the farm laws were withdrawn, even Captain would not have aligned with BJP without incurring a great deal of loss himself. So that's that's one clear uh, cl clear uh, consequence of what's happened. Uh, the BJP at least officially is uh, saying that uh, they have no intention of uh, going back to the Kalidal. The Kalidal also uh, is saying that they have no intention of getting back uh, into an alliance with the BJP. And this uh, sort of arrangement suits both these parties because they are both appealing for uh, uh, different uh, constituencies and they can easily continue to appeal to these two different constituencies and then you know align after the elections if the numbers are in their favor it's unlikely that uh, uh, that B that bjp will be in any kind of kingmaker position in punjab uh, but uh, i think that's what they are counting on is a pre poll alliance with uh, captain amrinder singh and a post poll arrangement with the akali dal that is broadly what the bjp probably wants uh, from uh, punjab and what about Congress and the Aam Admi Party? The former has been fighting anti-incumbency and political commotions within its own party for the past few months. And the latter, who has been slowly making ground in the state, is pitching itself as an alternative party. The recent ABP poll has also predicted that AAP will have a small lead over Congress in the upcoming polls. And with the farm laws being both the party's main electoral issue now gone, how does the repealing of the laws impact these parties? According to Aditya, nothing much in Punjab's political climate will change unless the farmers' union enter the arena. See, regarding the Congress and the Amadmi party in Punjab, uh, it doesn't change uh, a lot of things uh, because both these parties were still the most uh, steadfast against the farm laws. Uh, Congress was still the ruling party in Punjab and Amadmi party was still the main uh, opposition in the state. Those things are going to continue. Uh, so it's not those aspects are not going to change for either of the two parties. AAP will still have to present itself as a viable alternative to the Congress and the Akali Dal in Punjab, and the Congress uh, will still have to deal with the anti-incumbency of the past four and a half years, as well as the fact that it has managed to recover some ground by changing the chief minister and appointing Charanjit Singh Chenni as the new chief minister. So none of those things change because of this. It's very strange because it's it, this is such a huge thing that has happened and yet its immediate political consequence in Punjab won't be that significant because all the parties except BJP were anyway in favor of the farmers and against the farm laws. So there was nothing was really differentiating the Congress from the Amadmi party or the Amadmi party from the Akali Dal or the, or the Akali Dal from the Congress. Uh, so in terms of direct political consequence, it won't change much unless uh, some of the farm unions actively get involved in the electoral process, either by forming their own party or by aligning with any of the uh, major uh, political parties in Punjab. I think that is the only thing that could lead to some kind of a change in equations in Punjab. The farmers' movement has called the repeal of the laws a big win and has dedicated the outcome to the over 700 farmers who passed away in the course of the movement. 
However, Bharat Kisan Union's Rakesh Tiket has stated that the repeal does not mean the protest will be withdrawn immediately. Speaking to the media after PM Modi's announcement, he said that until the laws are not repealed in Parliament and a law on minimum support prices or MSP is not introduced, the protest will continue. अभी प्रधानमंत्री ने बोला है कि हम तीनों जो कानून हैं इनको वापसी लेते हैं जब तक ये पार्लियामेंट में वापसी नहीं होंगे जब तक किसान वहीं पे ही है और एमएसपी पे गारंटी कानून क्योंकि एमएसपी पे गारंटी कानून बन जाएगा तो पूरे देश के किसानों को लाभ होगा वो एक बड़ा सवाल है आदित्य बिलीव्स दैट नाउ दैट द सेंटर हैज अनाउंस हिज इंटेंशन टू रिपील द लॉज एंड विद द अपकमिंग पोल्स इन क्वेश्चन इट इज लाइकली दैट दे विल गिव इन टू द एमएसपी डिमांड एज़ वेल I think now that the center has gone into this entire route of uh, uh, you know making a compromise with the protesting farmers it's quite likely that they will make more uh, make more uh, concessions i think the farm unions also uh, will continue because they have tasted blood they will continue to demand slightly more than uh, what has been given so i think the government would now really want to want this agitation to come to an end so that there is no further political harm that comes to it and uh, that before the ele- uh, the upcoming elections the party is able to fight it uh, on the basis of issues that it's comfortable with uh, so that does seem quite like the repeal of the farm laws is a major move by pm modi given that he as a prime minister and his party are not known to compromise on issues especially laws Now some experts have also pointed out that the farmers protest has caused lasting damage to his image his government's image and the party's and economic issues according to Aditya has always been one of the weak points of the party which prefers to contest on issues like nationalism and religion and a small reflection of this was also recently witnessed in the bypolls in Himachal Pradesh where the elections were fought on bread and butter issues like fuel price hikes and protests by apple growers in the state Apart from an embarrassing loss to Congress, the fight over economic issues also resulted in the BJP losing the Mandi Lok Sabha seat. So, in the long run, how will the repeal of farm laws impact Prime Minister Narendra Modi? Will the compromise on the laws indicate a weakness in his strongman image? Aditya Vaisen. I think the repeal of the farm laws uh, gives an opportunity to Prime Minister Narendra Modi uh, as well as to the opposition uh, to sort of increase their own uh, standing uh, in the entire uh, a uh, political scenario it gives an opportunity to pm modi uh, because you know till now he had this image of being uh, a leader who takes tough decisions and often arbitrary decisions like demonetization like uh, the the manner in which gst was introduced the manner in which the farm laws were uh, you know pushed through parliament uh, now it it there is a chance for him to so a different kind of leadership a leadership that is a little more accommodative uh, that governs through consensus that uh, goes through uh, political processes uh, of 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 you know building public opinion uh, in in favor of of certain policy uh, decisions uh, so it's an opportunity for uh, mr modi to occupy a slightly more moderate space because otherwise had he not uh, uh, compromised on the farm laws uh, it would have uh, given rise to a moderate strand to emerge within the bjp at least on this issue and it was already emerging you had people like uh, uh, varun gandhi speaking out quite openly in favor of the farmers protest uh, you had the meghalaya governor satyapal malik also you know speaking and asking the government to to 
to uh, compromise before the farmers. There were also there was also a clamor for uh, uh, getting uh, Defense Minister Rajnath Singh to uh, to mediate between uh, the government and the farmers. So obviously, I mean, there these uh, these things were being said because there was a feeling that you know there is need for a more conciliatory leader within the BJP. I think Mr. Modi, at least on this issue, has tried to occupy the conciliatory space. So you know, in that sense, it's an opportunity for him to continue in this direction but it's also an opportunity for uh, the opposition parties uh, i say that because uh, this entire uh, matter has really destroyed one myth about pm modi is that he is invincible uh, and that he is this uh, iron willed leader who just cannot be made to compromise or made to bend uh, in this issue, he has been made to completely take a U-turn, uh, and uh, politically, it's—I mean, there's no way, of, other way of putting it. It's a defeat for uh, Prime Minister Modi, uh, and and this is definitely an, uh, a win. Uh, I mean, this is an opportunity for uh, the opposition to continue with this momentum, and uh, and sort of con continue to corner the government on on what has clearly been exposed as its main weakness which is economic policy and anything to do with uh, the economy be it uh, agriculture be it jobs be it uh, livelihood uh, be it inflation uh, no, this is clearly the government's achilles heel and uh, this is a big opportunity for the opposition uh, to to capitalize on that it's also an opportunity uh, for the opposition uh, to adopt slightly more aggressive methods of, of taking on the government. I think the farmers movement really showed that this uh, that mass movements are one way in which the political discourse and uh, the political center of gravity can be made to shift. Um, it, it's not something that can be changed just through uh, through one election after the other. Uh, you know so that's another uh, thing that the opposition should note. The Samyuk Kisan Mocha on 22nd November wrote an open letter to PM Modi seeking immediate resumption of talks with the centre over six demands that they have. If you want to catch more updates regarding this story, head over to the Quinn's website. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts. 